This is the Daily Signal podcast for Monday, May 3rd. I'm Robert Bluey. And I'm Virginia Allen. On today's show, Rob talks with Jill Simonian, Director of Outreach for PragerU Resources for Educators and Parents, also known as PrEP. It has everything you need to counter the left's takeover of America's education system. We also read your letters to the editor and share a good news story about a police department that went out of their way to bring joy to a little boy after his favorite toy was stolen. Before we get to today's show, Rob and I want to tell you about our favorite way to get the news every morning. It's called the Morning Bell, and each weekday, the Daily Signal delivers the top news and commentary directly to your inbox for free. You will be able to read about the policy debates shaping the agenda, analysis from Heritage Foundation experts, and commentary from leading conservatives like Ben Shapiro, Dennis Prager, and Cal Thomas. It's easy to sign up. Just visit DailySignal.com and click on the Connect button in the top right corner of the page. We'll start sending you the morning bell tomorrow. Now stay tuned for today's show, coming up next. We are joined on the Daily Signal podcast today by Jill Simonian, Director of Outreach for PragerU Resources for Educators and Parents, also known as PrEP. Jill, we are big fans of PragerU here at the Daily Signal. It is great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. Well, I'm a big fan of yours, too. Well, let's start with some of the basics. Uh, What is PrEP and why did PragerU create it? So PrEP stands for, it's a lot easier to say than the entire... (laughs) name of it. But PrEP stands for PragerU Resources for Educators and Parents. That's why we call it PrEP. But uh, what it is, is videos specifically made for kids ages kindergarten through 12th grade that celebrate our American values of hard work, individual responsibility, equality under God, all of those values that unite us all, no matter where we come from as Americans. And uh, it's been many years in the making where people have been asking PragerU, when are you going to start making videos for children? Because as you know, our five-minute videos are, are for uh, young adults particularly are very popular. And they've been asking, when are you going to do videos for kids? And we really thought that the time was now and the time was right, specifically because of all of the politicized, divisive narratives that we are now being seen injected into our schools, public and private schools, critical race theory, 1619 project, gender identity directive, social emotional learning. We're seeing all these things injected into our school curriculums. And so we thought, why not form a group for parents and educators who really do believe in unbiased education and pro-America values that we can celebrate with our kids. So that's that's what our videos are made for. That's just fantastic, Jill. Thank you for, for taking the time to explain that and, and also for putting a focus both on the educational component, but also making sure that they're entertaining as well. I think that, as we know with kids, that is an important factor. As you mentioned, you have materials for grades K through 12. Can you share some examples of the types of shows and resources that you're offering? Yes. Well, uh, full disclosure, my own daughters have served as inspiration for some of the things that I'm creating here, uh, and, or the whole team, rather. I, I shouldn't say myself. There is an entire team behind PrEP, and it, it really is growing, and it's fantastic. Uh, but what we are creating are, I'll start with the small ones. For grades kindergarten through second, 
We have a story time called Otto's Tales. And anyone who is a fan of Dennis Prager knows about his dog, Otto who is famous for sleeping next to Dennis on the fireside chats. When Dennis gives his fireside chats, uh, there's Otto, our favorite bulldog. Well, we have Otto in our story time, but he is a costumed character, Otto. And I read stories, very kid-friendly stories, picture books about responsibility, hard work. These are wonderful stories that uh, we have created at PragerU based on folktales, as well as we've used different stories by uh, various authors who love to celebrate American values, uh, like uh, Callista Gingrich and Rachel Campos Duffy, some of their children's books. So we have a story time where I read stories alongside Otto. They're called, it's called Otto's Tales. And we also have another series called Craftery, which my nine-year-old actually gave me the idea for. It's uh, DIY crafts mixed with a little bit of history. And you can find all of these shows, by the way, on PragerU.com slash kids shows. Uh, and if you go to PragerU.com slash prep, P-R-E-P, you can find out more about the program. But the craft show is family-friendly DIYs, making a military appreciation wreath, painting a bulletin board to look like an American flag while you get a truncated history of our American flag and the different incarnations of it. We also have an animated series in the works called Leo and Layla, where they travel through time to meet historical figures. We have digital magazines for third through fifth graders, highlighting often overlooked historical heroes like Abigail Adams and Ayn Rand and Margaret Thatcher and Amy Coney Barrett. We have a how-to video series for our middle school and high schoolers that build character through humor, how to fold an American flag, how to have a real conversation with people. It's really fun stuff. And we've got even more shows in the works. And we've, we've sort of created all of this in the last two months. So it's really been a lot of fun and it's exciting. And you've had quite a response uh, signing up, right? Uh, thousands of parents and educators who've already um, uh, signed up to to use these resources. How many are you up to and how can parents take the step and become a member and uh, start receiving this content? So as of last week, we hit the 10,000 member mark. And we all were thrilled and elated, as you can imagine. Uh, we hit the 10,000 member mark in just a few short months. And with a prep membership, so to speak, anyone who donates to PragerU $25 a year can become a prep member. And what the prep membership also entails is a private discussion forum via Facebook right now, where parents and educators can communicate issues happening in their own corners of the country about different biased uh, curriculums that might be happening at their school, how to address different issues at schools through with administrators and between parents and teachers. Um, so members gain access to that forum. Members also gain access to virtual live events where we have interviews with thought leaders or family-friendly activities. We have a book reading coming up at the end of May in honor of Memorial Day uh, for members uh, that you can join and have a Q&A with the author of the uh, children's book, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, uh, 21 Steps. And uh, you can find out more if you go to PragerU.com slash prep. Jill, it's fantastic. I'm proud to be one of those uh, more than 10,000 members. Uh, thank you for what you are offering. It's uh, it's really um 
<laughs> in many ways, exactly what parents need. And I think educators as well. Uh, you talk um, on prep about the importance of teaching kids to love American values, to be free thinkers, to take ownership of their own ideas and actions. Uh, one of the most important courses that I ever took was actually called critical thinking. And the things that I learned in that course uh, stuck with me to this day. Why is that so important for students and parents to really emphasize that with their kids? Well, I'm glad you talked about that because crit critical thinking has been a very personal theme for my family this last year. It's always been a theme at PragerU. It's always been something that uh, PragerU and, and, and free thinkers everywhere, for that matter, across the country, no matter who you are, it's always been something that we valued. But we have seen in this last year a lacking of critical thinking with adults, with students, with children. And that really is the most, one of the most important skills that our children can learn. Uh, anyone who listens to Dennis Prager, he, he, Dennis also often talks about how courage is one of the most important qualities that we can teach our children and develop as, as parents too. And critical thinking, in my opinion, is the next most important skill because we're living in a world that is almost devoted to believing lies. And it's really scary in, on many levels. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here in, in that you, you feel the same way, but it is very scary. And, and at the risk of sounding like an alarmist, if we do not teach our children how to think critically, so much of what America has been built on and the values of this country, they're all, they're, they're all going to disappear and we're all going to look around and say, well, what happened? What happened? And, and it's going to be very sad. So it's very important to teach kids how to think critically, how to think. I, I couldn't agree with you more. That is uh, that is absolutely correct. You know, as a parent myself, I have have three kids, two of whom are in elementary school. Uh, I've seen the leftist propaganda that permeates uh, so much of uh, what they do. Uh, one recent example in my son's sixth grade class, they were working on a poetry lesson and they were given an article about Greta Thunberg and uh, <laughs> this mass extinction <laughs> that she speaks of. And, you know, really, if it weren't for my son coming to me asking for some help with this lesson, you know, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to talk to him about that issue and that, no, you didn't have to worry about going extinct here in your lifetime. You know, <laughs> that's, right. uh, that's an exaggeration on her part. But this was just subtly, you know, as the basis for a poetry lesson. So, I mean, it happens in all different ways. How did the left come to dominate education this way? Great question again. And I, I, full disclosure, I am just starting to learn more and more about how we got here. You know, it, it's interesting. We're working on a mini doc right now, uh, a mini documentary about the uh, indoctrination within our education system. And last week I interviewed uh, writer, investigative journalist and writer Christopher Rufo. And I, I'm I'm assuming your audience, most of your audience knows who he is. He's the one that has broken wide open all of these stories about how critical race th theory has permeated into our education system. And I asked him, I said, how did we get here? And what he said was, this has been in the making for decades. And it started with the 
I'm just going to say the word indoctrination again. It started with the uh, leftist indoctrination happening at the college level, which educated the students who then became educators. And the educators then started implementing what they learned from their educational quote unquote institutions, right? They started implementing, uh, they started implementing these, these, these lies and these uh, very radicalized ideas and ideologies into the education system. And it's been decades in the making. And this is one of the things also that, uh, in that, that's frequently discussed at length and debated in our prep membership forum on Facebook. The constant question is, how did we get here and how do we get out of it? And the answer that continues to arise for how we get out of it is to continue to have courage and to not back down because we are in emergency mode. If we do not face this head on and face the potential casualties and cancellations and face the fear of being ostracized, if, you know, for lack of a better word, in our own schools and communities, if we don't face this head on as parents, uh, it, it will be lost forever. That's right, Jill. And I think one of the things that is is so important is for those educators out there who don't necessarily f- believe those leftist lies uh, to take advantage of what you're offering. I imagine there's some listening to this this podcast. And so I thought it was so important that you're not just uh, marketing this to parents, but you're also marketing it to teachers as a resource for them to use as well. Absolutely. And that's one thing that we always want to be clear about. We love our teachers who are true teachers of truth. We know that they're out there and in the prep group more and more, we are seeing teachers join saying, I do not like what I've seen happen the last several years at my school in my district. I don't like it. I am feeling alone. I don't know where to go. And, 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 and many teachers are constantly on the defense because of course they're, they're lumped into this. Oh, they're in, they're a teacher. They're a part of that leftist education system, but we know there are good teachers. They are in our group. They are discussing solutions. A lot of them are beginning to speak up and us parents and teachers together who do feel so passionate about protecting uh, our pro-American values. Uh, we, It is up to us and it's up to us parents to give the teachers strength as well. Uh, if you, uh, you know, that uh, the, I, I'm thinking of the, uh, the, his name is escaping my mind right now, but I just read one of the articles about the Paul Rossi in New York, uh, the teacher Paul Rossi, who taught at a very prestigious, uh, I believe it was religious school in New York, wrote a letter saying, I refuse to allow my students to be indoctrinated. And more and more teachers are standing up and it takes bravery and guts, but but we're doing it. You're starting to see a lot more of that, parents speaking out, teachers speaking out, and thank you for giving them materials that they can turn to in a a positive way. I I wanted to ask you next uh, about parents. Uh, I feel personally so fortunate to have gone to school at a time before this became such a problem uh, in in, in our schools, Uh, but I suspect that means that some parents might assume that things are no different today than they were when they went to school. So you've developed a parent action guide. How can parents take action and learn about what their kids are being taught today? Well, it's tough 
But like I said, everything now takes courage. And it, I mean, and I, I'm not going to pretend that it's not exhausting or depleting. I mean, it is, it is really, it's tough. It's, I mean, it's tough for a parent to stand up. But for those of us who work, it is, you know, this is like a full-time job for some parents. But the Parent Action Guide is something that we are very proud of that we do offer on our prep web page at PragerU.com slash prep. You can find it in the, in the resources area. And it's a very basic guide just to get you started. For the parents who don't quite know how to start, we detail how the first step is often mustering the courage to send an email to your student's teacher and or principal questioning a specific assignment. Open a conversation. We provide a few minor talking points, uh, obviously leaving room for every parent to uh, create their custom request when they do email, if they do email a teacher or a parent. But it, it's, it outlines baby steps to start with to open the communication to make it clear that as a parent, I do not consent to this social emotional uh, learning survey that you are offering my child. I do not consent to this sex education curriculum that is brand new, unvetted, that does not align with my values or belief system. Uh, and it starts with an email. It progresses with requesting an in-person meeting, and it's uh, it, it's something, the Parent Action Guide is something that we're proud of just to get parents started, to give them a nudge and a push and to say, okay, this is how I can begin this conversation, because it can be intimidating. It, it, it certainly can, and it does take a lot of courage. Um, I, uh, I, I know that from, from experience, and I, I can't say enough uh, to the parents listening out there the importance of taking the time uh, to talk to your kids, to pay attention to the work they're bringing home, uh, to, to be focused on the things that they are, are discussing in school. And when, when the school provides those opportunities to, to definitely take part and engage, uh, parent engagement is so critical uh, to make sure that uh, we are – uh, sending this next generation out into the world uh, prepared uh, with the critical thinking skills, but also uh, so that they don't have uh, a leftist propaganda and uh, and a worldview that has been dominated throughout their their years uh, learning in school. Jill, one you're final absolutely right. What, oh, I was going to say you're abs you're absolutely right. And if I can just add one thing too, it's easy to say as a parent. Oh, I've had it with this. This goes against everything I believe in and to check out. But the most important thing, one of the most important things we can also do is to take the initiative to join the PTA, to join the parent group, to run for school board, to get involved at the administrative level. Because if we are involved, that gives us credibility, authority and license to really make change from the inside out. Jill, you are just doing great work at PragerU. Uh, the whole team there is. Uh, we're proud to carry Dennis Prager's column at the Daily Signal each week. Uh, a total of 4.8 billion views on PragerU videos since uh, it launched in 2011. What's the magic formula? What is this, the secret that brings so many people to consume this, this great content that you're creating? Rational common sense. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Everything we do is rooted in rational common sense and facts. 
It makes sense, Jill. Thank you so much for, for everything. Uh, tell us the website again where people can learn more and sign up for PrEP. Sure. You can find us at PragerU.com slash PrEP, P-R-E-P. And uh, we would, we'd love to have you join us. We're not well, alone. I hope our audience will check it out. As I said, I'm a member and uh, it, has, it is great uh, material. And if you're a parent, uh, make sure you take advantage of it. Jill, thank you so much for being with us on the Daily Signal podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Conservative women, conservative feminists. It's true. We do exist. I'm Virginia Allen, and every Thursday morning on Problematic Women, Lauren Evans and I sort through the news to bring you stories and interviews that are of particular interest to conservative-leaning or problematic women. That is, women whose views and opinions are often excluded or mocked by those on the so-called feminist left. We talk about everything from pop culture to policy and politics. Search for Problematic Women wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for sending us your letters to the editor. Each Monday, we feature our favorites on this show. Virginia, who's up first? Michael S. writes, Dear Daily Signal, please keep up the great work you do. Your reporting is fact-based and balanced, unlike most of the rest of the media outlets. The story, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson explains why it's not racist to require ID for voting, is so important. Please keep highlighting the stories on voter integrity. Thank you. And in response to Anna Agresti's piece, I'm a recent high school grad. Here's how I fought leftism in the classroom. We received this note from Elijah Butcher of South Carolina. This is a fantastic and quite relevant article. As a high school student, I encounter leftist ideas daily and conservative ideas very rarely. In my English class, we have written several response essays to articles that my professor provides. Thankfully, my teacher, who is progressive, allows for any view in the response essays. However, all of the articles have been one-sided. One called for abolishing the Electoral College, and another talked about the black wealth gap, but only complained about the problem rather than giving a convincing argument or a solution. Advocating for my beliefs is very important to me, and the advice in Ms. Agresti's article is relevant and helpful for conservative students like me across the nation. Your letter can be featured on next week's show, so send us an email at letters at dailysignal.com. What the heck is trickle-down economics? Does the military really need a space force? What is the meaning of American exceptionalism? I'm Michelle Cordero. I'm Tim Desher, and every week on the Heritage Explains podcast, we break down a hot-button policy issue in the news at a 101 level. Through an entertaining mix of personal stories, media clips, music, and interviews, we help you actually understand the issues. So do this. Subscribe to Heritage Explains on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts today. Virginia, you have a good news story to share with us today. Over to you. Thanks so much, Rob. Many of us likely have a memory of a favorite toy from childhood, something that could keep us entertained for hours. For four-year-old Gerald, that toy is a child-size battery-operated John Deere tractor, also known as a gator. Gerald lives in Tempe, Arizona, and he and his father found the little tractor by a trash can a while ago. The little green vehicle was broken, but Gerald and his dad spent months fixing it up. Together, Peter Philbrook and his son Gerald got the little tractor working again. 
It was their project and a source of father-son pride. But a couple weeks ago, the little battery-operated tractor was stolen. Philbert posted on Facebook explaining that his son's favorite toy had been stolen, and he asked his community for help to find it. He wrote in the post, I will sell whatever I can to come up with a reward if this is returned. It's not worth much in dollars, but the time spent with my son making this work is priceless. It was a project that me and my son spent months trying to get to work. Local Patrol Sergeant Andrew Brooks saw Phil Brooks' post on Facebook and did all he could to find the stolen toy vehicle, but to no avail. But the sergeant knew he had to do something to help. Since Sergeant Philbrook could not find the boy's original toy, he and the other officers from the Tempe Police Department decided they would surprise four-year-old Gerald with a brand new Gator tractor. So in April, Sergeant Brooks and some of the other officers visited Gerald's home to give him his brand new toy tractor. Take a listen to the moment Sergeant Brooks gave Gerald his new Gator per ABC 15 Arizona. That looks totally cooler than my actual <laughs> Right on. Well, I saw the story on Facebook and I decided that <laughs> I'm a cry baby. <laughs> um, it's okay, we're all going to cry over here too. Um, I decided that you deserve one. Sergeant Brooks said he was so happy to be part of this simple act of kindness to brighten one little boy's day per Fox 10 Arizona. We deal with so many negative things in the world and there's so much negativity going on. Um, just to be able to just bring some joy is, is awesome. It's a good feeling. Such a beautiful and simple act of kindness and so sweet just to hear how moved Sergeant Brooks was as he gave four-year-old Gerald that gift. Truly a special, special moment for everyone involved. Well, Virginia, as a father and uh, who has three kids, I can tell you uh, those moments are, are truly special. And it's great to hear that story today. Thanks so much for bringing it to us. Absolutely. Well, we're going to leave it there for today. You can find the Daily Signal podcast on the Ricochet Audio Network. All of our shows are available at dailysignal.com slash podcasts. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And be sure to listen every weekday by adding the Daily Signal podcast as part of your Alexa flash briefing. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It means a lot to us and it helps us spread the word to other listeners. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Daily Signal and Facebook.com slash The Daily Signal News. Have a great week. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Rob Bluey and Virginia Allen. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. For more information, visit DailySignal.com.